This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. After dropping during the pandemic, when a state moratorium was in place, evictions have been rising again in Cook County. In fact, they've hit a more than five-year high. According to a WBEZ analysis that you can read over at WBEZ.org right now, that means eviction levels have returned to, and in some cases, past pre-pandemic levels. The reporting shows that rental assistance programs were able to prevent thousands of evictions, but not all of them. So why so many? And what does that tell us about housing options in our area? WBEZ Data Projects Editor Alden Laurie joins us now with details. Hey, Alden. Hey, Natalie. How you doing there? Good. So what are the major takeaways from the data? Uh, the major takeaways, I think, are, are twofold. One is that um, the slowdown in evictions that we saw due to the moratorium, due to uh, the literally hundreds of millions of dollars in rental assistance that was being provided to help landlords and tenants kind of figure things out during the pandemic, um, that those things have really kind of staved things off, but that we are now returning to what we were seeing previously in terms of the not only the number of eviction filings, but the actual number of evictions that are being enforced. Uh, the other major takeaway is that we're not out of the woods, as one uh, advocate that we talked to told us, uh, you know, the state of evictions is literally because people just aren't earning enough to, to keep up with rent. And uh, the problem is, is that rents are rising faster, much faster now than they were prior to the pandemic. And so the problem that we've always had with evictions might even get worse moving forward. Last week on Reset, we talked about the study from the Housing Action Illinois and the Low Income Housing Coalition that showed that you need to work nearly 80 hours at minimum wage to afford a two-bedroom apartment in the Chicago area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like 1.9 uh, w- w- times more than what minimum wage earners are are earning. So it's uh, it's a, it's a it's a pretty a pretty scary moment for low income residents right now trying to find what we would call affordable housing where they can pay 30 percent or less of their income. That is uh, almost impossible to do with the current market. Let's break it down. What do evictions look like before the pandemic? Uh, before the pandemic, uh, we were uh, looking at eviction filings roughly around 30,000 per year. Uh, and those numbers had been relatively stable uh, in the years leading up to, I want to say the three or four years leading up to the pandemic. And so we have kind of returned to that. 2022 was the first year, a full year, uh, kind of completely out of the pandemic, completely out of the eviction moratorium. And we were back at about that 30,000 number. The number of eviction filings that we've seen thus far this year and the number of actual evictions that we've seen thus far this year are actually outpacing what we saw in the first five months of 2022. So we're ahead of the pace that we were at last year where we had the same number of filings pretty much that we had in 2019 annually. The other thing is that the number of evictions that we're seeing is actually caught up to where we were pre-pandemic. Um, I think May, the month of May, we had more evictions, actual evictions performed in Cook County than we've had at any point prior since uh, since prior to 2019. There was a ton of money in the state and Chicago to help prevent evictions. Um, I believe it was the reporting, like almost like a billion dollars. It was close to a billion dollars, I want to say, yeah. So yeah. is it just that the money has run out? I mean, the moratorium has been over for a while. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, a lot of the money has run out. There is still money on the books until 2024. There are a couple of programs in particular that are still active and are still helping a lot of people. Uh, the hotline for people to call to, to, to get assistance is still there and available for folks. So there is still help. But, yes, a number of resources that had been available are no longer available. So the money is running dry. The other thing, too, is that just, you know, the struggles that people were having uh, are a little more um, a little more uh, more difficult now the, than they were prior to the pandemic. So the need perhaps is greater than it had been. Um, so that's why I was saying, you know, the if we were to make a prediction about what we might see moving forward, things things could get even worse. One detail that might be surprising to listeners is that Chicago had lower eviction rates than other cities. What do you make of that? Um, that perhaps uh, while Chicago is not necessarily a thrifty place to live, um, it is not as dramatic uh, in terms of its cost as some other places like the Bay Area, Boston, D.C., New York City and L.A. are places where uh, even relative to the cost of living, um, it's uh, it's harder to find an affordable place there than it had been in Chicago. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking about a WBEZ data analysis that shows evictions returning to pre-pandemic levels in Cook County. We're here with Alden Laurie, WBEZ Data Projects Editor. You worked with reporter Amy Chin and examined data from multiple sources. Uh, talk about why understanding eviction data is important. Uh, because it, uh, I think, gives us a sense of, uh, you know, the, the challenges that are inherent in trying to, you know, this bigger question around where is it affordable to live. Um, and eviction is the most dramatic circumstance or consequence when people are not able uh, to, af- to afford, um, you know, uh, uh, find it a reasonable place to live. Um, it, it's a fluctuation, uh, not only, I, I, I think if people are looking at eviction as, you know, purely the individual poor choices of people, I think that's a, maybe a simplistic way to kind of look at it. And so I think it's important for us to really keep our eye on this because it can help us understand where structurally things are just perhaps beyond the means of people. Uh, folks are trying to do the best that they can. You've got some folks who are literally spending 50, 60 percent of their income to pay for their rent. And that's the responsible thing to do. But, you know, realistically, it's not a very economically wise thing to do. And so when there is an emergency, invariably it happens to all of us. That's when people can get really into 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 trouble. And so Keeping an eye on these numbers helps us understand where where we have holes in our system economically uh, that can keep people from being imperiled when when something unexpected uh, befalls them. I ran into someone last week who told me that her rent was going up by seven hundred dollars a month. Mm. And this is a black woman. Mm -hmm. And your team found that racial disparities continue to persist in majority black zip codes on the south side and in south suburban Cook County. Tell us more about what you found in which zip codes. Uh, 60649 is the kind of perennial leader. Uh, That's largely the South Shore neighborhood uh, in terms of evictions. Um, And I'm not sure exactly why that is the case. Uh, South Shore is, I think, experiencing somewhat of a kind of a you know, growth in rent, uh, although I think people would say Woodlawn or some other neighborhoods maybe are seeing it a little more acutely. Um, but South Shore has been struck with this problem for a while. 60619, which is just um, just west of the 60649 zip code, and that includes uh, areas like Calumet Heights, Burnside, uh, some portions of Greater Grand Crossing, um, 
Uh, and so that is, you know, second, I think, in terms of the list. And then there's a zip code in the far south suburbs, um, 60411, which uh, includes Chicago Heights, South Chicago Heights, um, uh, and some other kind of poor uh, uh, south suburban communities. Uh, a large, it's a large zip code as well, but, uh, but I think they're third on that list. Um, so those are some of the ones that really, really jumped out at us when we looked at the data. Um, and if you go back some years, these are in neighborhoods or areas of the city that have, have always struggled with uh, with evictions. Does your story have any response from lawmakers, policymakers, advocates about what they plan to do or what they want to see done? Uh, we didn't talk with any policymakers. We did reach out to uh, some of the um, uh, the uh, landlords who are doing a lot of the evicting, um, we didn't get any comment from them. We're going to come back. Uh, we're going to take another look at this, and we're going to focus more so on the specific uh, companies and landlords that are doing a lot of the evicting uh, and, and, and trying to get a sense of uh, are there some major players who are kind of behind this phenomenon that we're seeing. Is your sense that these are mom-and-pop landlords who own two flats or that it's the big, I don't, I don't think, I mean, Pangea was the big one in South Shore. I yeah. don't think that they are in this market anymore. Uh, Pangea is, uh, in the data that we looked at, by far the number one um, company uh, behind the evictions that we've seen. Uh, there are a number of others in, in our data. This is back to the beginning of 2019. Pangea had over 700 evictions, I believe. The next closest company was around 150. Um, so, you know, Pangea and a number of these other, uh, institutions are places that we want to take a closer look to look at to kind of get a sense of where they're doing this work, uh, and, and hopefully to get them to talk to us a little bit more about why. And what do you think it says that it's big companies that are leading and not a hodgepodge of individuals? Well, I mean, you know, looking at the data, there are tons of actors here. And so collectively, we may actually uh, find that there are more evictions that are occurring from smaller mom and pop, you know, independent landlords than the larger companies. But in terms of the actual volume, the the, the bigger places are the ones doing the most uh, most evicting in terms of a, a sheer numbers uh, perspective. I do wonder, and this is for your team to maybe look at, oh, uh, South Shore has the highest concentration of Section 8 housing vouchers. And I wonder if that plays any role there with evictions. Yeah, one of the things that, uh, that I am very keenly interested in is, um, is where is there a, a, a glut of these evictions happening and are there particular income folks or, or particular uh, areas of the city that are, that are most impacted? We've been talking to Alden Laurie. He's the WBEZ Data Projects Editor. Thanks for speaking with us today about your latest eviction story. Thanks for having me.